This podcast is to discuss meaningful topics and issues from the lens of two Khmeragin sisters and other diverse community leaders. Today's topic is Matt's Cambodian refugee story coming to the United States of America. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to our podcast. We are your two Khmeragin sisters, Jasmine and Melissa. And to launch the second season, we are excited to bring you another storytelling episode of our family stories. We invited our Matt to share her personal experiences of how it was like when she came to America from the Thai refugee camp. Be sure to listen to episode one to hear about our Matt and Ye's war and genocide stories, which is actually our precursor to this episode, if you haven't already. Thank you for your support and interest in this piece of our Khmer family history. We have a special returning guest today, our very own mom, also known as Mama Wee. Hello, Kon <laughs> Thank you for interviewing with us today. I don't know if you know this, Matt, but yours and Ye's episode, it was very well received, meaning a lot of people really liked it and enjoyed listening to you. And they had so many questions about you. I think today our listeners are eager to hear from you, especially the story of how you and Ye and Ming and Pumai came to America. And we're so excited to have you, Matt. Um, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, <laughs> Matt says, thank you for asking this question. When she came to America, it was 1986. Back then, they lived in the area called Khao E Deng, and they came here in a group of 10 people from the refugee camp. ជាប់អស់ហើយយើងរៀបអ្វីវ៉ាន់មានឈ្មោះចេញមកយើងមកតាមឡានសិនតាមឡានទៅគេយកយើងទៅដាក់ជំរំឈុនបុរីកំពុ
when they went on the airplane, they were very scared because they hadn't seen an airplane that big before. So they hopped into a car and they were scared because the roads were really bumpy and they were on top of the mountain. And many people were scared. Others could not hold down whatever they had in their stomach. And when they saw the airplane, they thought, this country must be really rich to be able to afford you know, an airplane this big. The flight to the United States was fine and Matt had no issues. All you had known was Sorkmai. So then what, what did America look like for you? Did you uh, ever yeah. hear about it before? Uh, Matt said that all she knew was overhearing that they would be going to foreign country number three. They didn't know what that meant. While they were waiting for the airplane, the people who sponsored them bought Kentucky Fried Chicken. They thought it was so yummy. It was crispy and delicious and smelled good. Oh, what did you think, Matt? Oh, uh, a lot of fat. <laughs> fried chicken. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Welcome to America. To America. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Matt thought that American food was so so good, so rich in flavor. She had never had something like this before. And after they finished their food, they hopped onto a smaller airplane to go to Oregon, which transferred them to the airport, and then they ended up in Salem. When they stepped into the United States, they thought the country was so amazing and loved seeing the different landscape and nature. They were so happy and anticipated meeting their sponsor who was getting ready to pick them up. ຈັ່ງເຖົ້າຈັ່ງເກໃນອ້າຍຈັ່ງ When Matt, Ye, and Ming's names were called by the church group, 
or church association, they gave them the choice of whether to live in Seattle, where the church was located, or Salem, where we had some family there. My mom's stepdad said that he wanted to be closer to his family because they could speak Khmer and know people in that area. So they waited for her stepdad's uncle to respond. So at this point, Matt, how old were you? Did you start high school soon? Okay. And how was the high school experience for you? Like the American school? How was that experience like? Also, you knew a little bit of English already. When Matt arrived in the United States, she was only 16 years old. She learned the most in school when she was a student back in the countryside of Cambodia. When she arrived in the States, it was June, so school wasn't in session yet. Matt said that she and the family arrived at night time and they slept and stayed at their sponsor's house for a week. The sponsor asked them to go berry picking so that they would have something to do. And so the following day, she, her stepdad, and her sister went to pick berries for money. Her mom, Arye, had to watch Bumai, who was only two years old at the time. He was still so small, so Ye and Bumai couldn't go bear picking. So the family settled in Salem, Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah, was there a big Khmer community when you arrived? Did you know yeah. people there yeah. in Salem? Yeah, uh, no, um, Salem, Oregon, Khmer, Chirana, Penu, what? Yeah, Dara, no, you, you, Tom, no, much Nam, you, Agent Tom, and that rope can get for a band. Okay, go move, roll, take it, move, tow, rock, same thing, did off the jiggly, crook, rock, and auto. Mako junk there, the Pemakno, no band, much Nam, you, Agent, the rope can get for. When they were in Salem, there was a big community of Cambodians. People usually stayed in Salem for about a year or two before deciding whether to stay or to move to a different state to look for a good job. Mm-hmm. 
hay nâng khá kia còn ở dương tình school supply Kế bạp tháng đọc về khai bố nó chưa riêng trâu 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 nộ tuyệt vẹn có ao, tình có ao Chơi cái kê chui support dương ôi khá khá mau Dương có bên lôi bạch lại chơi tới dương tình bạch bạch luôn dương khá Bạch chương ấy vẫn sắp cực chẳng hết á Nâng ai mà cực đại dương tự riêng nâng for the rest of the summer, Ma and our family picked blueberries for money. She would give some back to her parents, then use the rest for school supplies and clothes to prepare for school that fall. English as a second language. Freshman, sophomore, junior. Yeah, junior When our Matt was enrolled in high school as a junior, she was put into ESL, English as a Second Language class, to learn English. Matt said that the first day of class was a culture shock. When the school bell rang, students got up from their seats quickly and rushed to their next class. But because she didn't know English, she was totally lost and confused. There wasn't really anyone around to help her navigate this new environment. <laughs> What direction to go where? Gone, Nangai, they didn't know anything, they weren't familiar with the surroundings, and it was just really tough. And also, there weren't any translators available at that time. ហើយតើនិយាយគាត់អត់មានតែបានតែរៀនទេមិនរហូតគាត់អត់ដែលបានអឺប្រកបមកពីរឿងអេឌ្យុខេសិយ៉ាន Growing up during the war, they were always on the run. Education was the least of their priorities. No one in our family on our mom's side was educated. They did their best to stay quiet and follow the rules to get by as much as they could. 
Coming to the United States was tough. They were constantly lost and confused and they couldn't keep up with anything. As refugees, they had been uprooted. Their lives didn't start with a good foundation. Oh, you play tennis too? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Matt's favorite part about high school were the extracurricular activities. She played tennis after school. Out of all the activities, this was one that she knew the best from growing up in Cambodia before the war. Oh. Matt first met Ba during blueberry picking that summer. He arrived a few years before she did, and Ba flirted with Matt by playfully tossing blueberries at her to get her attention. He would always try to find her and see which acre she was at so that he could be close to her. ແຕ່ຕັກຕັກຍັງ <laughs> Uh, she make a tag, 
They ended up seeing each other at that high school, but when she started, Ba had just graduated and was going to community college. He found Matt's locker and still had friends at the high school, so he was around the campus. He would leave her love letters and insert them into her locker. ເມື່ອເຕສະພຽບອີ່ຈັ່ງເຕົ້າໃຫ້ກິ່ງນະນັ້ນໃຫ້ຈັ່ງໃຫ້ຈັ່ງໃຫ້ໃຫ້ດາ
tema ada bandi petai ya kuat alkoholik kuat drink everyday tapi no jerum hot man bandasroke data bandasroke men freedom tau men sa men store coke lain ke lu alikot tang tau kuat ban tai ya de tha kuat okay cool opportunity ya kon nang ai dan yang tau kuat tua kuat ban ka nghe thơ no ni kuat doi ko mo wing ko kuat trop phak ro ngai kuat trop sa kuat ting yo phak chang phak ro ngai chang hai ta pe ni Phật nhân tớ có tên tập cây khnia chú lúc khnia Thầy tớ mạng tớ riêng rõ ngay cái xe lá bộ bạc phong Cô bộ sắp tớ ông bạc đo tiêu vinh Thầy hôn vớt về bộ cây khnia chú lúc khnia Thầy thật đua lúc bây giờ nâng chân tớ hay mạng Xong thay mạng ở bàn thầy hôn vớt thầy ấy tới mạng tớ bảo tùy rõ chân tớ rô tè phụ mạng Tớ kênh nó nữa chân mạng lịch thầy hôn vớt thầy ơi Thầy dễ chờ vô ri rừng mạng đài tớ mạng đời thà mạng ta bị tội máu mạng ta stay still lên chăng á ta khơi ai ta khơi ai ạ xưa hay mạng stand up ở mạng mạng nâu tề mạng trâu find a way á con When Matt was dating Ba, she had a lot of issues at home On top of it all, her stepdad was an alcoholic and was abusive and he got into fights She couldn't do homework at home and struggled learning due to such a disruptive environment She'd often run away to her friend's house because she couldn't stand being at home. Đang chăng tớ mạ đò yu yu mạ thang, mạ cực tí đai mạ thang, bơ mạ riêng cơ tơ mốc cơm cát mần chôl hay tơ crom cư sa cơ chăng tơ mạ tơ thơ mạch đai mạ thang bơ sân chia bơ sân chia riệp ca tớ mạ miền family tớ mạ ban mu chăng vi đang ai. Mạ use my street smart you know. Mạ che education ai bên tam I always use my street smart right. So, mạng cực thao bởi sân kia Nothing I can change about him I cannot change my stepdad But I can change myself So, mạng thao bởi sân kia nhóm Rịp ca tớ Nhóm mình cô mình family Nhóm chênh dịch tiền nâng nhóm raising family Nhóm tao nhóm bãi cực cù rừng riêng sâu đầy tiệt tê Vậy chẳng á She thought to herself She wasn't doing well in school Life out home was not a positive place so she thought the only thing she could change was her environment. She decided to get married and have kids right away so she could start a new life. ຈອດລານຕ້ອງບໍ່ປູ່ຈັ່ງຕ້ອງຈົ່ງກາມະນຸດປ້ອງຄັກມີຂໍສຽກຂໍໄຄຈັ່ງຈູບໍບໍ່
She quickly drove away as fast as she could. We didn't know that this happened to Ma until she shared the story with us during this episode. Oh, oh my god. Like in the hallway, the locker yeah. Oh, yeah, and this was the 80s. Yeah, so, the 80s yeah. Matt explains that one of the biggest culture shocks was seeing high school couples make out in the hallways. In Khmer culture, we call it the Cambodian kiss, where you just sniff the other person's face rather than actually smooch. <laughs> Yeah, Matt talks about how much more conservative Khmer culture is compared to the American culture. When people have a crush on each other, they flirt in a much more wholesome way, like when my dad tossed blueberries at my mom to get her attention and left her love letters in her locker. Like the Khmer music videos. <laughs> exactly, like the <laughs> Cambodian music videos. Yeah. <laughs> Take a long time to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Like a dream. Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> when Ma, Ye, and Ming, our aunt, thought of the United States, they thought it would be like heaven, that they would be taken care of, that money came from machines, and it would be endless. Little did they know, as they arrived in the United States, they went straight to a laborious job of picking blueberries 8 to 10 hours per day in the hot sun. <laughs> Matt says that the world is all the same, just a different environment, different culture. We all face similar challenges and struggles of trying to survive every day. Matt said that she has never stopped working, even during the transition from war to refugee camp to arriving to the United States. I 
ដោយយរមព្រីតាតាមចេះតាព្រីស្អែតនៅយរមច្រើនជាប៉ុន្តែលើយើងមានពីរិនគ្រប់កលៈដែរចាប៉ុន្តែទោះជាយ៉ាង